Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Talkers, we are hanging out with Lori and Julia on the most productive day of the week, and it has been one of those for sure. Got more show ahead here hanging out with Lori and Julia, so sit back and enjoy the ride, guys. All right. I just am really, really struck. I, at Loretta Lynn's passing, I really, really I am. Know I know She has been in our world for such a long time. This feels like a Queen Elizabeth. I was just thinking, yeah. She has been around so long, and I've loved her for such and a long family, time. your family, you grew up on her. Okay, so, yeah, my mom loved Elvis. Right. My dad loved 50s, but where they met in the middle as a couple, and constant was just... Johnny Cash, Loretta Lynn, Conway Twitty, the Beach Boys, Mm -hmm. you know, there was some Herb Alpert uh, Mm -hmm. in the Tijuana Brass, Mm -hmm. the whipped cream, you know, but my parents really the country and all these cheating and drinking songs, which my parents were kind of epic. They had a teenage romance. So let's just say they were not unlike Do and Loretta. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um they with, would a lot of flaring over silly things and well, then making up. And, and, and a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the skirt chasing and drinking going on. And it was kind of like a, it was more accepted in the 60s and 70s for for if that's if your husband, like if, if he was, a you know, a business manager or in the military. I mean, there was a lot of overlooking about, you know, overlooking. I love that you just said yeah. that. You know, yeah. we overlook the overlook. Yeah, or, you know, like I think about my mom, you know, like she's like... Yeah. She was alone for years while your dad was out on... Yeah, but I mean, like, I just think about, like, <laughs> we grew up with birth control, okay? Yes. Our moms did not, and any birth control pills don't come out till 1962. They don't get paid by insurance, until the 2000s, I mean... Absurd. Absurd. Loretta Lynn gets her song banned, but I mean, women, you had condom, method, or have a baby every year. Really frightening to think about, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because we oh, grew up I... with like, okay, if we start having sex with anybody, we're going to go get the pill. We just 100%, knew that. Right. 100%. We could go to Planned Parenthood. Yes. We could just go get to take care of that. And I felt like uh, my ovaries were flaring into overdrive last night when Jimmy Kimmel said, my next guest is Charlie, or my first guest is Charlie Hunnam. I was like, 
We have not seen him. Shut the front door. Wow. I didn't even know he was going to be on. I'm so I glad I DVR that. I forgot to watch it. So tell me how great he okay, is. Okay, so Charlie Hunnam, Jax from Sons of Anarchy, an obsession that, you know, that show ended 10 years ago. 10 years Has ago? It been, and then he was supposed to do Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and then they had a falling up. out. Yeah. And then he did The Lost City of Z. And, you know, he's made some movie choices. John Carter. Yeah. No, he wasn't in John Carter. Oh, that's he was, Taylor Kidd. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's Our other boyfriend. Riggins did that. But um, uh, he looked fantastic. Okay, he had his hair pulled. He didn't. He looked just exactly the same. And he came out in a in a deep indigo um, blue black um, classic jacket. You know that looks like a bomber jacket, but this is made out of nice linen and it's very with a zip. Okay, but it's open. And then the jeans are the same wash cuffed and same color he was monochromatic so he looked like a sexy mechanic airplane mechanic and pilot and rich guy all in one (laughs) and he wore jimmy kimmel's flowery crocs which he'd never worn before because they just came out but but no like he like he's not a croc croc virgin foot okay and so i have that (laughs) he does in common with charlie hunnam and uh but of course he looked so amazing and um, he was on to promote. He is going to be, as he called it, and remember he's British. Please let him be Bond. Now that I saw now him, that we, I didn't even thought oh, about that. Oh, yeah, Lori. he's forty. He's the right age. He's forty two. I'm in. And he could be so beautifully cleaned up as a Bond uh-huh. guy. And anyway, as he called it, long form TV. He's starring. In that thousand-page book I bought in Hawaii last year, that you told called Shantaram, about, about this one- guy Lynn, who gets busted in India for going home with heroin, gets thrown in jail in one of the most notorious. This is a true story, and the guy wrote it himself, and gets out of prison and becomes. Like the top of the heap in the Bombay Mafia. Wow. And the the main character is played by Charlie Hunnam. Lori, this is the thing. It starts it starts on Apple next week. He calls it long form TV. It's ten it's a ten part series on Apple Plus. I've gotta think it's got at least two seasons. Because the book is a thousand pages. Do you remember when she came back, Grant? Oh, there was, there was only one bookstore. Yeah. I had to go up to up country to, to a mystical store. You they did. sold crystals. You did. And, and <laughs> they, the incense and the I old couple was gladly with me. And I said, do you have any Anyth- fiction? Any, yes. Because they had all these mantras and chakra books. And it was just a real good woo-woo store. And she said, we carry one book and one book only here. And I'm like, what is it? And she goes, Shantaram. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I looked at it and I thought, well, I like the cover. Right. Man, I wouldn't have to get another book because this book is a thousand pages. Right. And then she said, and we sell the sequel, which was equally as big. And I said, well, I'll just start with this one. And I I just was desperate, but from page one, it because I think he's getting busted at the, he was just bumming around India, getting busted at the airport yeah. and it's kind of like like express from back kind in of, the day yeah. you know and then but seriously i remember you coming back and telling us about this bookstore i do and the story and the book came out in 2003 and johnny depp originally optioned it he wanted to play lynn, lynn which Did is he age out 
Yes. Oh, and, and he's not right. Charlie Hunnam is who... No, no. I don't think... I think Johnny Depp just wanted to get in the underbelly and film in India and smoke with the um, holy men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of very vivid, yeah. vivid Indian uh, culture and Hindu and all this really fascinating stuff that's in the book. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, but the book Chantor. came out in 2003. Depp lost the option on it, like in 2013. Apple put in the money because it is filmed in India, Australia, and Thailand standing in for Afghanistan. Yes. When because when this yeah. when this book happens, this book is in the eighties and nineties. Remember when we watched The Serpent and oh, it was yeah. all about that Hindu Kush yes. trail. Yes, I mean, yes. It was this open was, it to was hippies. It was like a hiking trail of world of the world. Kind of. Mm-hmm. So it seems hard to imagine now, but it's in all these the countries. hippie drug path. Yes, and mm-hmm. it had a name. So he was part of that too. So uh Thailand is filling in for Afghanistan and that area that we see in the I can't wait. So yeah, Apple Plus on October 14th. The first three episodes will drop. All right. All right. Well, listen, we'll be right back. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay. So Grant, do you have the song ready? Okay. So here, here is the deal. No, no, Uh, the song ready. Yeah. Yeah, Give me two seconds. Oh, okay. So 36 years ago today. In 1986, CBS Evening News anchor Dan Rather was attacked on the streets and beaten by a guy who yelled this. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Oh, I didn't know that really happened. It and then did. it ends up in the REM song. I so love that song. Let me just song. tell you. So the same guy shot and killed an NBC technician like eight what? years later and went to jail till 2010. Wow. Oh my gosh. So REM took the title... Of the nineteen for their nineteen ninety four hit, what's the frequency, Kenneth, from that attack? So the song is about an incident that happened, and the guy went to jail. Blah blah blah. What's the song's but name again? What's the frequency, Kenneth? So here's the song. What's the frequency, Kenneth? This never knew what what the hell that meant yeah, in our life it. until never. I read that headline wow. today that Dan Rather was attacked by this guy. So Michael Stripe. Stipe, Stipe, who mm-hmm. I never knew was the head of REM. Yeah, he's the lead singer and writes most of those. Although I think they all get con- they, they all co-credited because yeah. right. you know my friend Babs, her cousin Bill Barry is the drummer, the original drummer really? of REM. And I never knew Michael Stipe was in REM. I mean, so Mike all the- Mills is yes. the other guy. So here's wow. the deal. After the song came out, it was their only monster, which came out the album nineteen yeah. um, ninety um, four was one of their their only albums that went to you know be big big Babs and her mom and Bill's mom mm-hmm. went on the European leg of the tour two whole months. And oh. they were, you know, they were like treated like rock stars wow. because they were the moms. Sure. And it was this monster tour. And I remember uh, giving my friend Bab, she's like, should I go out on tour with REM? Because <laughs> we had seen them at UMD like in 1981. We sat on coolers and drank Coronas with you them. You told me that. But I'm just okay. saying, I'm like, yes, you've yes, got to go. Yes, of course you've got to go. So after the song came wow. out, What's the Frequency Kenneth uh-huh. became a catchphrase mm-hmm. and was a running joke on the David Letterman show. For a short time, Kenneth also became the term 
for flashing? No, what? for a clueless person. Oh, a clueless. I didn't know this. Did Casey know this? He I was just wondering because yeah. my dad's name was Kenneth. My yeah. brother's name is yeah. Kenneth. And so um, Dan Rather had a really good sense of humor about it and later appeared on the David Letterman show singing this with R.E.M. backing him. Oh, my gosh. So it was just such a random. But we did not know about this. No. So I just thought, oh, my God, when those two things were put together, the song slows down at the very end because the bassist, Mike Mills, who you're just talking about, they noticed he was in pain. So everyone at the end of this recording of this song slowed down and finished the track. When they were done, Mills was taken to the hospital and it was discovered that he had an appendicitis attack. They never got back to recording the song. So when it slows down at the end, everyone's just kind of following Mm. his lead and have no idea what's going on. Loved R.E.M. I did too. Going and back to Rockville, I mean, like, I just like some of their songs, and of course, that's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Remember on that one radio station, Change Formats, yes, yes, yes. and they played, they 20, played, they played yes. that song for 24 hours. hours straight. And the single, this single, What's the Frequency, Kenneth, uh-huh. is the very first piece of music released by R.E.M. that included a lyric sheet, and it was the first in this album to... Um, ever do that they had references in here to richard linklater the movie director Mm -hmm. who did dazed and confused before sunset before midnight and it was featured on a friends episode it was in beavis and And it was my least favorite album what's the frequency kenneth but you knew that line no but that album i mean was like i had been liking rem for so much i've been tuned into them yes uh, because it was you were my, ahead of us. Well, it was my my friend's right. cousin. She's like, "Do you want to go see my friends? Yes. My cousin's band. They're playing at UMD. You know, right. they're playing the REM. Uh-huh. Um, Let's go. Radio Free Europe was the song that got played on college yes. stations. Find that grand. And this was the group's first song to debut at number one yeah. on the modern track rock tra- track. Charts. Well, they should have debuted with this song, Radio Free Well, they Europe. didn't, because what's know. the frequency, Kenneth, had this whole other meaning to it that none of us ever knew. Yeah, I know. But and what a random line to make a song up about. Yeah, no kidding. So that happened. All right. Okay, well, well he's... We'll play Radio Free Europe coming into the next break. I've got it right You've here. You've got it right here. That's I like a, it. This is a good if we get to the drum. It's so good. That's our REM moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so... McDonald's. People were really excited to hear that song. I just want you to know, like, you impressed the cool people right there. I get. But you, I, you didn't know something. No, I didn't. But so yeah, I'm kind glad of impressed we got to have a moment for that. Like, thank you. Yeah, they're but, few and far between. Lori. I know, and that's why. Sorry, I butted in with that song, but that Radio Free Europe song deserves some, you know, high fives too. There we go. Yeah, but it didn't. It wasn't what's the frequency, Kenneth? And now Kenneth, it was a name for a himbo. Yeah. I that's yeah. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who knew? Clueless. I like that. I know. Um, the adult Happy Meal came out today. Oh, please. I couldn't believe <laughs> GMA had Michael Strahan interview. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The McDonald's CEO about adult Happy Meals. Money, 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 money. I switched money. the you know channel how much immediately. Let me finish my story yeah. for people money, who didn't. Money, money, money. Who still like to eat at McDonald's, uh, Grant and Julia. And me, yeah. yeah. Uh, Travis Scott made an estimated twenty million when he partnered with the Happy Meal thing with McDonald's, and that was within like days, yeah. right? Like when that came out, yep. he made they sold BTS. out of those immediately. BTS. Yeah, also I did it. That. So this um this new cactus plant flea market CPFM yeah. is the world's <laughs> hottest street streetwear brand. I had no idea. Yeah. No, no. I I just yeah. Well, you've turned me out, so I'm going to move on to the next story. Maybe I literally I literally was mad at ABC well, that you're they were spending time <laughs> chilling for McDonald's and that the CEO would actually sit and try and sell America. That was a cross promotion. That was a paid interview by that was a that was a, a way of putting a strategic commercial in there. Because if you well, know the ABC uh, no, morning news things, okay, I've had right? no time in my random thoughts. Sorry, look at <laughs> you had a lot of time. You I can did pause all that education. I didn't Remember? get to What's talk. You educated. You talked more than me in my random thoughts. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Julia, what's it from? Dan Rather tap. That's right. <laughs> I love that you're just having a fit right now. I, I can am. pause it. And I mean, actually, I pa- you so actually hit things. the thing. Julia, you're the one who took yesterday off. We can't help it that your oh. thoughts have dust bunnies. <laughs> okay. Oh, you. Was a- Whoa. Well, everyone who's out there in Radio Land uh, about the Angelina and Brad Pitt. He's denying it. Super headlines. Oh, no. Julia and I cannot even. We can't. The story is so complicated and there's so many strong feelings and at this point i feel like um we'd like you guys to read it yeah well yeah but but all of this uh this thing it all you know brad is mad that angelina sold her share of miravel not to him but to a subsidiary of stoli and he claims she's violated some agreement that they had. Right. But we already know that he gave her his half of it. He bought the whole thing and then he gave her half of it and sold as it to her for a dollar. As a wedding as present. As a wedding gift. And that's where they got Ruh-roh. married and everything. Oh, so and it's a very... Two years later. Yeah, it's a very bitter... <laughs> like the winery represents the demise. So all of... All this stuff is coming out uh, because now they're countersuing each other. She says she didn't want to be in business with him because she didn't think it was a good idea for them to hang on to the winery. And should he be in the alcohol business since he said he was going to quit drinking? But basically is anyway. Now he's saying, oh, this allegation. These two are the most. They that it's they started red hot. Yes, they did. Be careful. They were. What do you call it? June Carter Cash, Ring of Fire. They were. Ring they got married in a fever. fever. They got together in a fever hotter than a pepper sprout. It is. They're toxic. And they're burning out. They've gone out. 
the same way. They did. Yeah. They're and I was very toxic. impressed with the Howard Stern came out of his bunker because in my mind, Beth gave him an ultimatum. If you I've don't leave the home. house. Because yeah. he's been yeah. home for two and a half years. Yes. He, and he's an introvert and COVID was perfect for perfect him. Perfect for him. And they were at Williamsburg <laughs> and someone yeah. saw the group. And posted it on Dumas, you know, because mm-hmm. Dumas always does the restaurant sightings. Mm-hmm. And Dumas, Aniston, right across from her, Justin Thoreau, Jason Bateman, um, Howard, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel wasn't with his wife. And I didn't see Beth. She might have been at the other end. But anyway, um, I can just see, you know, I, yeah, Beth is like, you're going. But Jen was the only... You know, she's is friends with she's friends with all she's those like the girl's guy. And John Hamm was there because mm-hmm. they're, they're filming in the your, morning show. The morning okay, show. Okay, so I have three different audibles I'm listening to right now. Okay, okay, the Keith Richards one that I gave you in 2011. Life, Life. It's so good. The Who's first half it? is narrated by Johnny Depp. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, is Keith narrating it then, no, or somebody he's, else? He's talks because that up. was the hardest thing for me reading that book. Is his language is the British slang? Right. I had to like get into the when the book was over. I missed it, but I had to really think hard. Um, the way some of the storytelling is told with slang. Yeah, it's pretty. Their story's great. I can see where you like it, but Kelly Ripa, I'm almost oh. done. Okay, so the thing about Kelly Ripa is each is, chapter a different story. Um, basically, there's like the story. It starts out with her and Mark in traffic, mm-hmm. and how I mean she goes there. You know, like he hates me right now. I hate him. He's mad. I took an extra biking class. I'm mad at him for eating too much. You know, and yes. they just she's very real. Yeah, and she didn't have a ghostwriter write her story, and she talked very real about a lot of things. Ooh, and the I can't one wait thing to read this. The one thing she talked about is Jimmy Buffett's wife, whatever her name is. I want to say Mary Buffett. And mm-hmm. I know Jimmy Buffett is ill or something happened last week to mm-hmm. him, but she said there's not a better hostess in the world. And she loves her, okay. whoever she is, Mary yeah. Buffett or whatever. But she talks about her Botox and her neck lift. Uh-huh. And she's 50. Oh, she got a necklace? She tells us this. Necklift. I want a necklace. <laughs> so she says, you know, suddenly. I, I wish guys. we weren't so lazy and afraid. No, I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm getting an appointment. If anyone knows a good plastic, mm-hmm. tell yeah. us. Send us a note. But that she said she suddenly, you know, finally started doing Botox. They, She said she refused to make herself look like anyone that she wasn't. She, does, she doesn't do the injectables. Yeah. She doesn't do anything else. Yeah. She's she a, does it like we do it. Yeah, she's a size negative double A. She doesn't do anything about putting an implants or anything. She just mm. says, I'm flat as a board. This is who I am. Yeah. But she does talk about all the shows on Zoom and how... You just stared at your neck. You stared at your neck. Oh, yeah, you yeah, stared yeah. At, You know, and we've heard this. Necklifts how- were up because people were able to stay home and get their surgery. That surgery is a quick recovery, Laurie. Okay, but you I can mean... You go back to work the next but, week. But people were, like, get, getting this. We're finding this out that 20... 20- but- that people of plastic surgery businesses boomed. It did boom, but also people kept seeing their yeah, neck and their face right. up close without good light. You know. Oh yeah. Anyway, she's so you might want to watch and just see if you can see anything. But she said it was. Can't see. She anything. said it was the greatest thing I ever did. Yeah. I she said get it's one. simple, and she refuses to do the extras and the over because yeah. I watched the Voice and she's last thin. night. 
She's very thin. Yeah. And I watched The Voice last night, and you were talking about Gwen Stefani, how she her eyes are very small now because mm-hmm. what she has done, she's just 52 she's, years old. She's filled her face. And, and now, when you put the filler up under your eye, mm-hmm. you look so funny. Yeah. She looks funny. Well, it she just looks changes full. your face. It changes what you yeah. look like. And that's yeah. what Madonna's done for so long. So just yeah. be careful. There's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. good and there's bad. I love that Kelly is being. She all talked real about her neck that. lift, and she, mm-hmm. no one ever tells us this, you know. Yeah, right. And she's like, "I did it, and I think Botox is great, but I use it so sparingly. Mm-hmm. I hate Mark. His body's perfect, and he has never put anything in his face. Yeah, I know it. See, this is men. Jeez, Louise. She talks about. You know what? It's shaving every day, or you know, something about having whiskers or testosterone. Testosterone. Well, he's you've got, got oilier glands. You've got oilier he's glands. He's beautiful. I yes. was always telling. I was telling Alexis this uh, when we were hanging out after the, the one of our project down in yeah. Dirty things. I said the beauty of a beard is even if you don't have a jawline, it can create one. Oh for yes, you, yeah, you can. <laughs> I don't have one, but when I have a beard, I can create right, one. Right, right. But, but she is. She doesn't really tell stories about other celebs or anything. She's telling stories about herself. About herself, and, and she's Mark. very. Um, She's real honest. It's, I heard her on with Andy Cohen, and she, she was told great. a story about um, her and Mark, you know, and how they were in a huge fight, and the next day they eloped. Yeah. Yeah. He broke up with her five days before they eloped, and yeah. they had to appear on Regis and Kathy yes, Lee Gifford that's the story for she's a telling. fan, mm-hmm. and she couldn't stand them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. she told it, and I was like, ah, this sounds like, you know, Kelly got the right... She's like a Rob Lowe book, stories I only tell my friends. Yeah. You know, in that vein, I really do enjoy celebrity storytelling like yeah, that. Yeah, and she's she's really honest mm-hmm. and really good about it. And she's an introvert mm-hmm. and doesn't like to leave her house a lot. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, but I really, I liked it. I started reading, I went, I, I don't know how I've gotten stuck with this. One day you're going to get to Barnes & Noble before me, um, but uh, somehow... Usually the first weekend in October, I marathon weekend, I always go to Barnes and Noble to get our yearly planners. And Julia and I like this certain kind. We really do. We like to have our stuff on paper. On paper and and it's thin, you know, but at a time the one year you tried to work with your phone, you were late and you missed everything. We like to see a week at a time. We're just kind of old school. I don't know how to toggle around and look at my calendar while I'm calling someone on my phone to make an appointment. And anyway, so I'm you there got me a cute one. and I uh, get us our things, which I get every year for they us. Um, I you. must like to go buy books or something around that time. Maybe because I might be going somewhere, mm-hmm. but I wanted to get Carrie Soto is back, the Taylor Jenkins oh, read, because I know so you good. already read it and we couldn't so get, good. she wasn't doing radio no. interviews. Taylor has gotten very big. She has. We have a lot of big interviews this month, though. We do? We okay, have a lot of big, well, Catherine Sedman. I mean, we have some big books this month. You've done, Julia, your work in July is paying off. I even have books for January. But I mean, <laughs> didn't, isn't that like when, I mean, do you really... Realize now how much work Donnie did oh, in our books, and we had no idea. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I mean, we could I say no it. more to the book club, but I think we'd no. make so many people sad. Yeah. Books are so good. I know, yeah. and they're so different. Yes, like our okay. Books so today. did you? So you brought Carrie Soto's so back. I brought Carrie Soto's back, and. Got my brother to sign up my mom for the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo because even though that book came out in 2017, if you haven't read Still it, it's is. epic. 
It's an epic, wonderful book. And I don't know whatever happened with it's the being free- made. It is being made, made into, into a, series. a series. Well, Dave's, Daisy Jones and the Six is already filmed with Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter. That's already, that's in post-production. We're going to see that I think that's because Reese, that's part of Reese's production company. Production company, yeah. And somehow the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Well, you're telling a story over AD, like a, a long you need, you need to find a woman who can be all ages. Well, or two different actresses yes. or some, and then all the different men. And I could see how that could be more complicated. But I do like Carrie Soto is back about this tennis. Oh, it's this so great, bad. you know, like, is she like a Serena? 20 Grand Slams? Yeah. Okay. And at 37, she's going to make a comeback after mm-hmm. having been retired for five years. Grant, it's a sports story that's really in. Yeah. I I put off reading it because I thought, I don't I know if it. I want to read a book about it's so tennis. It's so good. You know, I yeah. judged it on the fact that it was going to be a sports story, but Mm-mm. I am enjoying the competitive mind set of everything. Cool. And uh, it's, such it's so a good. good. Book. She's just a great storyteller. It's so good. Uh, Miss, Miss uh, Jenkins Reed is. This is what it says, you know, it was announced by Netflix in March. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't. Nothing. Uh, uh-uh. At one point, it was going to be on the old ABC family, or became Freeform. And then I don't know if ABC's just yes. did, diddled the way with that, and now you got to see it, whatever, wherever ABC. I stuff. think Freeform is still around. Is it around? Yeah, yeah I just I think it's know. it's uh, not as off like, as... Uh, but that's what Evelyn Hugo was going to be on originally, was Freeform. Yeah, it's still around Freeform. I remember watching it recently at home. I have it through Xfinity. Yeah, yeah. Freeform is still a TV show or still a channel. So. I know. I like. I okay. The seven one. husband Daisy Jones and Six Malibu Rising have picked up from Netflix, Amazon Studios, and Hulu. So they're oh. all in different things. Yeah, but Daisy Jones and the Six has actually been filmed, filming, mm-hmm. or has filmed because they. I saw some photos of uh, Riley and the other girl that's in it coming out of the Troubadour. So they were going. Oh right! You know, real. They were getting really going because the troubadour was there. It's going to be 60s. a movie, Laurie. Yeah, that's there. why it was going to be New adapted show. to a limited series, yep. and now this is now it's a movie. It's going to be made into a movie. Yeah, Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hard one. I yeah. know. It seems like it better for a series. It would be we, way better for a series. Okay, we got to go because we're going to Hollywood speak something Charlie Hunnam said about okay. Sons of Anarchy when we come back. Okay, so uh, Charlie Hunnam stopped on the red carpet at yes. his premiere of Shantrum last night with Access Hollywood. And, of course, they you got to ask about Jack's uh, oh. uh, teller, Sons of Anarchy. And yes. here's what he said. Oh, gosh. I have an idea. Just imagine me talking in my sexy British man voice. I have an idea <laughs> that I'm exploring in its infancy here where that could be a possibility. It would be something that I would be incredibly excited about. So we're sort of, like I said, in the infancy of exploring the viability of that idea. That's almost like it's a movie. Yeah, right. (laughs) That looks like a movie, feels like a movie, should be seen in a movie theater kind of movie. So I have a baby idea, and I've reached out to Kurt Sutter, who's married to Katie Seagal, who Mm -hmm. created Sons of Anarchy and wrote it, and I'm waiting for him to call me back. That's the Hollywood speech. Yes. You referencing the baby thing twice? Yes. Messages have been traded. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know... I don't even want to put in the energy of what the Sons of Anarchy 
thing would be because it was an epic ending. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. And then if you... Do you think you're going to get to it, Julia? No. It's been 10 years. No. I know. I don't. I'm just kidding. I you really never don't. know. I really don't. You've missed the zeitgeist. You've missed the I don't the care boats. about the zeitgeist. Yeah. I, I like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. I missed but out people, on that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was, it was a Jeff very, loved it was an incredibly violent show. Yeah, you know, and um, it stayed true to its course. So I don't know. I just take that to mean that there's been phone calls traded, and I'll take those messages. phone calls. Yeah, all day long. Yeah. Okay. So um, yesterday, you know, Brittany and I never got to this story, but the rumor is that Drake and Taylor Swift. Uh, there's some song that was on one of her albums that's a diss track about Kim Ye. Because back in the day when they were oh, all yeah. fighting, Kim yeah. was... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Dropping receipts. And anyway, so Kanye's over, you know, doing his first ever passion, Paris Fashion Week. He, walking in mud. He didn't know, but he did his own. He did his own line. He walked in mud for Balenciaga. <laughs> oh, that's it. I just okay. was like, Ugh. yeah. He walked. So he had his own Yeezy show, yeah. and um, anyway, so and so did Victoria Beckham. She never had a, a Paris Fashion Week show before. She never showed in Paris before. Really? It takes money to show in Paris. Mm-hmm. And you he- have to produce a show. You have to hire models, lights. You've got to make the clothes. You've got to have a. Cl- you know what I mean. You have to. You have to have a show. You have to have a show. <laughs> you have to have a product. That's right. You have to have clothes. Clothes. You exactly. have to have different options besides one outfit. So, so Kanye, Kanye, he's he was feeling thin skinned. He got worried about that, and he did a look at me stunt called uh, posing on his own red carpet in oh. a White Lives Matter shirt with that old racist. I, I mean, I, she's not old, but she's a racist woman, Candace Owens. She's just... Was oh, that who he posed with? I didn't know yes, that. they were in t-shirts that said White Lives Matter. So uh, Vogue was there. I mean, you know, this is a real fashion show. This is how he starts his show. And this is his look at me stunt foolery. So this Vogue editor, Gabriella Carefa Johnson, who is one of the first black editors at Vogue that, like, people... Are they know her? They like love her, and she just shared her thoughts. And she said, "I basically that Kanye was trying to be subversive, but it fell flat and is actually kind of dangerous and irresponsible on his part. And instead of taking what Gabriella said, Kanye posted a picture of her and what she wore coming in and said, "This ain't fashion." Uh-huh. About the woman who wrote this thing, and so. Um, and then he had more things to say about Black Lives Matter and this and blah, blah, blah. I mean, everybody must be on a break and it's somewhere. So guess who schooled him? Gigi Hadid. What did of she say? Of all people. What did she say? She said, uh, 
um, she she posted, she said, you wish you had a percentage, this is on his page, of her intellect. You have no idea. If there's actually a point to any of your BS, she might be the only one that could save you. As if the honor of being invited to your show should keep someone from giving their opinion. LOL, you're a bully and a jerk. And I don't think you should insult that writer. You could actually have a real conversation about the t-shirt. Bam. We don't hear much from Gigi Adid. a bully and a, and a joke. Joke. Oh, a joke. A joke. Wow. Same with everybody. You know, uh, she said, I, you know, anyways, she stood up. She's like, this is what, uh, this is, yeah, uh, Connie called her, this is not a fashion person with a picture the of this book writer. Yeah. yeah. He's sick. And then he wrote of her, out of the editor's outfits, I know Anna hates these boots all in caps. And I mean, he's just, this is who he is. He is just showing us who he is. And it is maybe a plea for mercy from Drake and Taylor. I don't know what is going on. He had Naomi Campbell end his show in a garbage bag. I hope that is not how the, uh, that's not the last show she ever walks, for God's sakes. Can't have Naomi Campbell dressed in a trash bag walking. Ah, I hate that she was in it. You know, mm-hmm. how did he get that? Yeah, how did, yeah. You know, I don't know. Quite the request to ask. I can't believe people still listen, pay attention, take pictures. Oh. Um, he, well, he continues to do stuff like this, and this is but why. But I mean, it's all, uh, he just, he, I don't want to spend any time on him because yeah, no. he is. But I mean, something. The, let's can give it up for Gigi Hadid, Hadid yeah. putting him on yeah, blast like on his own page and coming to the defense of a Vogue writer who was just who wrote a very thoughtful essay about what she, you know, her opinion about pulling a stunt like walking out with your black friend wearing. White Lives Matter shirt mm-hmm. to start your show. It's such a look at me stunt foolery, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And she even tried to read deeper into it. Now I got to go to Vogue and read this whole story. But I, I just, just did. love that Gigi, mm-hmm. you know, she keeps quiet. Gigi never, Hadid never speaks. Yeah, she just posts. Is that out. the one that supposedly is dating Leonardo DiCaprio? She's not. She's yes, not. No. But we that's know the she story. Isn't, but that's the story that's out yeah, there. Yeah, Brad Pitt was like, "Damn it, I her. wanted to try and get with her," but uh, <laughs> I know, you know. Oh, yeah. And Emily Ratajkowski went on a thing uh, about Blonde this weekend. She just hated it, hated it. But I thought, yet then run you and Danger Girls stop playing along with the PR stunting that Brad Pitt thinks you're very attractive because. Julia and I think you're very attractive, and we're not dating you. No. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Those two are no more dating than than Leo or Gigi, mm-hmm. who's coming to the defense of... I there mean, we go. Yeah, but there anyway. So I just thought, oh, God, that is so great. Okay, Mila Kunis admits that she and Ashton leave, have an open-door policy when it comes to number two, and I just want to know why. What does that mean? So That means they keep the door why do people care about their poop and talking about it? Why? I don't get it. Julia, <laughs> I don't can someone know. explain this to me? And if open door is your thing, fine. But don't, what is it anybody's We don't business? need to know. We don't need boundaries. To know. And who boundaries. would even ask that question? Oh, work on boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, we'll be back, people. 
For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 